Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Brian Ward. Praise God. Good morning to you all. It's great to be with you. And um, it's just great to be encountering God this morning, uh, wherever you are, uh, whether in Scarborough, in the nation, somewhere else, in the nations. And uh, it's just a delight, really, of being able to uh, uh, be with you and to come to share God's word with you this morning uh, on quite a poignant morning, really, of Remembrance Sunday. Uh, Armistice Day is actually uh, one that is... um, uh, on the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month. Uh, so come November the 11th, obviously that is a day of remembrance of the First World War, uh, known as a, probably the bloodiest war uh, of, known to man. Uh, something like, uh, I forget the figure, something like 6,000 people a day that were dying. And yet they gave up their lives as... Um, as we were reminded of, to give us a freedom, a freedom in our country, a freedom uh, to live, a freedom uh, from tyranny, a freedom to be able to um, uh, live life. And yet, we're so often reminded of when we look at the world around us, even today, um, in in this uh, time of pandemic, uh, where do we find a true freedom uh, as well as a freedom that people have died for in conflicts, not just the First World War, but every conflict since then? Where is our freedom? Who do we have our freedom in? And it's uh, the poem that uh, Pastor Paul read this morning. It says, They shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn at the going down of the sun and in the morning we will remember them lest we forget lest we forget that term lest we forget uh, sometimes it is added in sometimes it isn't but the original phrase came from Rudyard Kipling who wrote a, a, a composed a a poem for the Diamond Jubilee of Queen Victoria. And I'll read a couple of verses from that, his poem, and it says, God of our fathers known of old, Lord of our far-flung battle line, beneath whose awful hand we hold, dominion over palm and pine, Lord God of hosts, be with us yet, lest we forget, lest we forget. Far called our navies melt away, on dune and headland sinks a fire. Lo, all our pomp of yesterday is one with Nineveh and Tyre. Judge of the nations, spare us yet, lest we forget, lest we forget. Often, uh, I'm probably at that stage where I often forget things myself. I don't know about you. Uh, But there's something that God doesn't want us to forget. And that's how he has been able to provide for us um, a way to be able to have that to be able to have that relationship with him, to be able to come back to him. For as we know within the Bible, from the Bible that we read, for as Paul mentioned, from Genesis to Revelation, it tells a story. It's a book of love, a love of a father God who is creator God. From the perfect garden 
to the book of Revelation where there's a perfect ending. And in between that, there's how man and God has been trying to come together to have this relationship that God so desires for every person. A relationship of, uh, of a book of taking us through of, of how to be able to uh, love him more, to go deeper into his love and to know him more. So in the book of, uh, book of Genesis, we find out how the fall of man took place because of the disobedience of man to God in that Garden of Eden. And yet far before that, God's plan was, he wants this relationship with us. He wants this relationship with every person, his creation, the creation outside, but the creation of man and woman, boy and girl. And so this morning, on the back of really of what Adrian bought, he, he, he talked about three words of love, honour and respect. And although he didn't go into those, he took us on a journey from darkness to light. About the, 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 the pit that sometimes we find ourselves in or the garden of Gethsemane, what that means for us. Last week, Gemma spoke on uh, not going to church, but being the church and how that, what that means and how that is for each of us. And today I want us to look at something about the love and the sacrifice and the freedom and remembrance, lest we forget, lest we forget. When we talk about the church and who the church is, it's those who have come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, that God the Father looks upon us as, uh, in many different ways throughout the Bible, he looks at us as being the sheep and Jesus is a great shepherd. He looks at us as being uh, the, the, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus is the head. In Ephesians 1, and 23, it says, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. That we are the body of Christ. That our, our old life has gone. That the work that Jesus has done upon the cross for us. He took our sins upon himself. That he might give us life and life in all its fullness. It says that Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life in all its fullness that we walk in a freedom. It is for freedom that I have set you free. Freedom from what? Freedom from the things of this world. Freedom from our sin, from our sinful nature. He also looks at us as being the bride of Christ and Jesus as a bridegroom. How he's preparing the bride. And in, in Revelation 19.7 it says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. The bride has made herself ready. And that means a fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. That fine linen stands for the righteous deeds, the righteous acts of God, God's holy people. The things that we get up to in our everyday life. The things that we want to do for Jesus. The things we want to do for God. The things we want to do for one another. The things we want to do for our community. 
It's to see and bring others into this place of freedom. The church, the bride of Christ, the body of Jesus. Oh, come on, church. You are the church this morning. If you have a belief in the Lord Jesus Christ and know him as your Lord and Saviour, you are the church, you are that church, you are the bride preparing ourselves for that marriage ceremony when Jesus comes again. Love. Wow. So many references to love in this book. It's a book of 66 books within this Bible. 37 are in the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, and there's 29 in the New Testament. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, has 66 chapters in it. The first 37 speak of, are all about pre-Christ, and the other 29 are post-Christ, the prophetic of Christ, of what will happen. I wonder why, I wonder if that's the reason why the disciples used Isaiah so much in their preaching. For they didn't have the New Testament then. Not just Isaiah, but other books within the Old Testament. 150 chapters within this book speaks about the end times and Christ's return. The first five books is a Pentateuch from Genesis to Deuteronomy. We have the 17 prophets, five major and 12 minor. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel and Daniel are the major prophets and then the minors are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah and Jonah, Micah and Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah and Haggai, Zechariah and Malachi and then the books in between, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. We have Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Songs, Lamentations. What a wealth, what a wealth of, a, uh, uh, of information, what a wealth of knowledge that we may fall in love with God, with the creator God who we can call Father so much deeper that we can go out into these streets of our towns, into the places where we live and we can take that love with us that other people are infected and affected by the love in which we carry within us. John 3.16 is such a great verse in the Bible. Uh, many know about it. It says, For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. where people think the church is demising, it is growing. Particularly as we look towards uh, the Far East, the Middle East, where there seems to be so much more persecution. And yet we find ourselves in this pandemic, but this isn't a persecution. You see, the promise of God is that whatever comes against us, he turns around for his good and his glory. That there's always good that comes out of evil. 
He makes good everything for his glory. Opportunities that we have as a church in, in what I've heard recently where I know the likes of uh, Donna and Karina have been going out on the beach when it was possible and just talking and speaking and worshipping about Jesus Christ. In our workplaces, I know Martin is very, Martin Grant, he's a great friend and uh, member of this church. And the effect he's having, I was speaking to him yesterday, the effect that he's having in his workplace. You see, the church isn't about the building, it's about the people. It's about the people that are carrying a hope and a, a, a hope and a future for those who are still in a place of darkness. It says that the devil of this world, the God of this age, has blinded the eyes of the people so that they do not see the good things of God. And so for us as being the light of the world, the light that is within us, is that we're able to take the life and the light that is within us. Jossie spoke recently about being the salt and the light. And it's taking that into our workplace. It's taking that into our community. Into our neighbourhood, as Gemma was saying last week. Love, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Such a sacrifice. We are talking earlier about the sacrifice of men and women of this country, both in the armed forces and civilians that have laid down their lives to try to bring a freedom within our country. Jesus, the Son of God, laid everything aside. Laid everything aside, his, his, his majesty, everything to become human. He was man, fully man yet fully God. And the reason for that was, it says the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Such a sacrifice. Why did he endure the cross? Because the, the, the joy that was set before him was to have every person to be in relationship with the Heavenly Father, with the Son and with the Holy Spirit and with one another. two fantastic commandments that God gave in Mark chapter 12, 29 to 31. It says, and they were asking Jesus, what is the most important commandment? And answer Jesus is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Lord, the, the, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And he said, the second is this, love your neighbour as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. In John 13, 33, 35, it says, My children, I'll be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
And what does that love look like for us? How do we love one another? What does that mean for my life? What does that mean for me reaching out to my brothers and sisters in Christ? In 1 John 3, 16 to 19, it says this. This is how we know what love is. This is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. It says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them. How can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Let us not love with just words or speech. What we say and what we do. It says in the Bible, it says we need to be more than hearers of the word of God, but we need to be doers. Now, Gemma spoke last week about maybe texting somebody during this lockdown period. Maybe just meeting up outside with one person. Maybe buying some shopping for somebody. There's so many ways as we listen to God and the Holy Spirit of how we can reach one another, how we can love on one another, how we can encourage one another and build one another up. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. We speak about, we've talked about, we've remembered this morning of those who have laid down their lives, who have given their lives physically. It talks about being a sacrifice, laying down our lives. Why? Because that is what love is. It's laying down our lives. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the Father. It's all about the relationship he wants to have with each of us. It's not my agenda. It's not my plans. But they're God's plans. It's his way. When we look in Galatians chapter 5, we see there about life by the Spirit. It says, so I live by the Spirit in verse 16, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. So that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. It's sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy drunkenness, 
orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. A living sacrifice. How Jesus was a sacrifice for the whole world. Let us be a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice to one another. It says in Romans 12, 1, 2, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to, conform to the passages of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing will. To be that living sacrifice. In Hebrews 13, 15, it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continuously offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name. A living sacrifice. A sacrifice of praise. A love for one another. laying our, our lives down for one another, for our brothers and sisters. John 10, 10 says, A thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life in all its fullness. I have come that they may have life, life in all its fullness. In Romans 12, 9, 21, it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, Faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone if it is possible 
as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord, on the contrary. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, let's give him a drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, but do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord that is within each of us. Love must be sincere. Hates what is evil. Clings to what is good. When we come to remembrance... There's great passages in scriptures of remembering Jesus Christ. It's called a communion. In Luke 22, 14, 24, it says this, when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. A similar account of that, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. And he says, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I wonder when we take the communion, it's not just another ritual, but it's something that we remember. It's something of the death of Jesus Christ, the one who laid down his life, the one who has given us freedom, the one who has given us joy and peace and love, the one who has made it possible to have a relationship with the Father in heaven and with Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit. The one who has made it possible that we could have a relationship with one another. The one who has made it possible that his desire is that none should perish, but all have eternal life. Every time we take that communion, what do we remember? A communion that brought us into the presence of the Father. That cup speaks of the covenants. It says of the new covenant of his blood. A covenant, a promise of God that was given first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. To re to restore us to our place with the Father in heaven. That we should be 
Every sin is washed clean by the blood of Jesus. It is for a freedom that he has set us free so that we can fall further and deeper in love with him, that our lives can be a living sacrifice that we can remember, all that we can remember, lest we forget. All that we can remember, lest we forget. Do we remember, do we re- re- remember the, 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 the prophecies that have been spoken over our church? Do we remember this wonderful dare to dream about the excitement and adventure God that has set before us of being a church where people are loved, accepted and restored, where the blind see, the deaf hear and the lowly find friendship. We dare to dream of a church that has grown week by week as people are impacted by the truth, experience the power of the Holy Spirit and see miracles happening. This is a dare to dream that God gave us back in 2008. We see a church that equips, trains and disciples people and is full of God's love, where the tangible presence of God is known and experienced. We see a church that is part of transforming society and that brings honour and glory to Jesus Christ. And do you know what? We also dare to dream of a church that has great fun and to be part of. Let us remember, lest we forget. Do we recall the five stones recently that God placed upon our hearts of which the devil was trying to steal from us? The five stones of salvation. Five stones of Resources, finances, the five stones of healings, the five stones of miracles, extraordinary miracles, the five stones of God's promises. Let us remember, lest we forget. Do we recall the the promises that have been spoken, the prophetic word, one spoken over us in 2009 by Dr. James Maloney. Your mandate, heaven to invade earth, an increase of the kingdom of heaven expressed on earth. You are the city, the dwelling place of God. Encounter him the now. You are the bride of Christ now. God has positioned this congregation. You have tasted, known and believed. Be discerning. Heaven came into this natural realm, establishing something. There has to be certain access points into the manifest presence of God. Everywhere you go, people can access the glory of God. This is earthing the glory. We are access points, points of transition to encounter God. Gatekeepers guard the points of transition. They have keys to go into the treasury. It goes on. I don't think I have time to go through all this. It's available if you want to see it. But it's a prophetic word for this church. Let us remember, lest we forget. 
one in 2010 by Pastor Paul. We are in a season of divine acceleration. I am accelerating what is happening. This is a word for your life, should you choose to accept it. To see this acceleration, you need to embrace this word. It will be a work of grace to you. And it is how I, the potter, am choosing to form the clay. Allow my hands to embrace you, to caress you, to press upon you, to change you. Yes, expect change, but there is no need to expect pain. What used to take years will take months. What once took months will take weeks. Where previously expectation was weeks, it will now take days. And where it would have been days, it will be hours and moments. It's another quite a long prophetic word spoken from Pastor Paul that God had given him for the church. We shall remember lest we shall forget, lest we forget. We shall remember lest we forget. You see, when God digs wells for a congregation, for a church, it's so easy to forget and the wells get covered up. Let not the wells that God has given us be covered up. Let us continue to meet together. Let us continue to meet, <laughs> I say together. We meet on Zoom meetings. We meet on YouTube. Through the live teams. Through the body of the church. The diversity of the body that each one of you is represents the glory of God is something of the glory of God that we see upon each other so easy we see the, the the bad things in one another but let us refocus with the eyes that God has given us the eyes of the spirit of the Holy Spirit the eyes of love the eyes of compassion the eyes of Jesus that each of us makes up the body each of us makes up the church Let us remember, lest we forget. The house churches that meet, uh, the prayer meetings on Zoom, the teachings of Way of the Spirit, Richard and Joyce, even Donna, Donna Wandsworth is now doing a Way of the Spirit course. And the purpose, I suppose, is to remember, lest we forget, is who we are. The church. The light in the nation. The hope of glory for so many lives out there. To be the church, loving one another. Helping one another if we find difficulties. I'm going to invite the worship team back up in a minute just to close, in, uh, close this morning off. But firstly, I just want to read something from Ephesians 1.
Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. No praise of his, no praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfilment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he has called us, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe that that same power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead in the heavenly realms, far above rule and authority, power and dominion. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, his body, his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Let us remember, lest we forget. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.